Christmas special. We hope you have had a wonderful year and you are now resting and relaxing, warm and cozy, ready for a wonderful Christmas. At a time for gifts and giving. Speaking of gifts and giving, I myself would only like one special gift this year. And only one man can give that to me. And that is Peter. Pedro Pony, please, as a gift to me, stop doing your fucking god-awful intros. They make me nauseous and physically ill. Nothing would... Nothing would give me more joy than to listen to a normal episode after my amazing intro. To not hear you do your skin-crawling, monotonous little intros. Just let Danny do his thing and let Andy do whatever the fuck he does just to appease him and make him feel like he's contributing. But your thing is just nauseating. That's all I want. Anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, and now for the Christmas special, brought to you by our own delicious Danny Whiting. Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Gosh damn it. It looks like the boys finally paid a top voiceover artist. Well, let's begin. It's Christmas Eve, and there is a posh father and son standing on the high street. The noise of a potential Christmas number one banger pierces the silence. The boy turns to his father and asks, What's that noise? Oh, it's Tom Simon's famous Christmas grotto set in his blockbusters. Would you like to go in? I sure would. Very well. Merry Christmas, fellas. Have you come to see Father Christmas and his magical grotto? Very well. Just this way. Mind the potions. Tom walks down the corridor with his gorgeous badonkadonk bouncing side to side before opening a door. The father and son follow. Tom turns his back to the pair and unzips his fanny pack before unfolding and putting on a fake white beard. Ho, ho, ho! Come and take a seat on my leg, lads! 
Would you like, what would you like for Christmas, fella? I would like a story, please. Very well. Luckily, we are in a blockbusters. Tom, in his fake white beard, stands up and walks out the room before entering again, wheeling a TV in with a VHS attached. Got three films. The first one is called The Bipolar Express. Once upon a time in a small town named Emotionville, a boy named Andy couldn't shake the ups and downs of his emotions. One snowy evening, as he lay in bed, he heard a distant sound, a rhythmic chugging that echoed through the silent streets. He peeked out of his window, and to his surprise, he could see a small light getting closer and closer. Within a matter of seconds, a train adorned with colorful lights was approaching fast. There was no train track for miles. Andy was baffled, so he ran outside in his 12 years of slave-themed pajamas he wore every Christmas Eve. The cold winter air nipped at Andy's cheeks as the train approached him before coming to a perfect stop. On the side of the train was a sign that read, the Bipolar Express. All aboard! All aboard! Tickets, please, tickets. Well, you're coming? Bipolar Express. Bipolar Express. The train, with its shimmering display of lights, stood in all its glory, steam rising from its engine like a mysterious winter fog. Andy's breath hung in the air as he marveled at the spectacle before him. Andy noticed a man in a suit with his back to him, taking a photo of a lone single child's glove on the floor with his mobile phone. Andy approached the man and heard him say, Oh, the Hollywood elite would love this. Before uploading it onto Instagram, the man turned around and noticed Andy staring at him. The man resembled Tom Hanks. Andy looked at the man up and down and realized he was the conductor. The wise-looking man with a golden pocket watch greeted Andy with a knowing smile. Welcome aboard, Andy. The Bipolar Express is here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery. As Andy stepped onto the train, he felt an immediate warmth. The interior was bathed in a soft, soothing glow, casting a comforting ambiance. The walls of each train car were adorned with murals depicting the various emotions one might encounter in life, joy, sadness, excitement, and everything in between. The conductor introduced himself as Mr. Jolly. As he welcomed him with a wide smile, he explained that this train would take him on a journey through the ups and downs of bipolar disorder. The first train cart is called the Joyful Cart said Mr. Jolly. 
The cart greeted Andy with vibrant colours and the sound of laughter. Smiling passengers shared stories of their happiest moments, creating an atmosphere of pure delight. Andy felt the positive energy embrace him, lifting his spirits. The train's first stop was the Hypermania Heights. Passengers, including Andy, found themselves suddenly full of energy and excitement. They danced and sang with joy, just like someone in a hypermanic phase. Everyone was over the moon, quite literally, as they floated high above the train. The train began to slow down as all the kids rushed to the window. Andy struggled to see past them, but soon he saw a warm golden glow, and just like that, night became day. As the train stopped and the doors opened, the children and Andy rushed off the train. They all gasped at the whimsical and enchanting town where happiness is the order of the day. The town is nestled in a picturesque valley, surrounded by rolling hills and a crystal-clear river that winds its way through the center. The sun always seems to shine in hypermania heights, casting a warm, golden glow over the town. Flowers bloom in abundance, and the streets are lined with cheerful, pastel-colored houses with colorful shutters and welcoming front porches. The scent of fresh-baked goods wafts through the air, adding to the town's delightful atmosphere. The residents of Hypermania Heights come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, probably reflecting its wonderfully diverse community. They all seem to be wearing bright, cheerful clothing in a variety of colors and patterns. Stripes, polka dots, and floral prints are common, and everyone loves to accessorize with colorful hats, scarves, and mismatched socks. All of the townspeople in Hypermania Heights were very happy and upbeat. They greet the children on the train with warm smiles and enthusiastic waves. Laughter is a constant soundtrack in the town, as people find humor in even the simplest of things. The children on the train start running off into the town, joining in on the playgrounds or visiting shops. Andy walked through the town, taking it all in. The people loved to sing and dance. He noticed he often found impromptu dance parties in the streets, with people twirling and skipping with unbridled joy. Acts of kindness and generosity are the norm in Hypermania Heights. Neighbors help each other with chores, share homemade treats, and offer a listening ear when someone needs to talk. Andy loved it here. He found sweet treats like cotton candy, ice cream, and rainbow-colored cupcakes at every corner. After a few hours, Mr. Jolly blew his whistle, and all the kids had to rush off back to the Bipolar Express saying goodbye to their newfound friends. Mr. Jolly led Andy to cart number two. The Bipolar Express was quick to teach its lessons. It suddenly took a sharp turn and descended into the depression dunes. Passengers, now feeling low and lethargic, tried to drag themselves out of bed but couldn't quite manage it. They all experienced what it's like to face the challenges of a depressive episode. Nestled between towering cliffs and under an eternal veil of twilight, the shadowlands stretch out 
like an ominous sea of darkness. The sand is coarse and black, absorbing the feeble light that manages to pierce through the thick, heavy clouds that perpetually shroud the area. The dunes are not uniform, they rise and fall like frozen waves, their crests casting eerie elongated shadows that seem to dance in the perpetual gloom. The wind whispers through the crests, carrying with it an unsettling, low hum that echoes through the desolate landscape. Sparse, twisted vegetation clings desperately to life. The air is thick with an otherworldly stillness, broken only by the distant cries of unseen creatures. Grey mist that hangs in the air. The buildings are made of dull, crumbling stone, with sharp angles and a lack of any decorative elements. The overall architecture conveys a sense of heaviness and oppression. The streets are muddy and uneven, and the entire town named Downtown seems to be constantly overcast. The few trees that exist in Downtown are twisted and bare, with no signs of life or color. The entire environment reflects the bleak and joyless existence of the downtown people. Dimly lit lanterns flicker sporadically, casting long, ominous shadows on the uneven cobblestone streets. The atmosphere is heavy with the smell of smoke and decay, and the sound of distant, discontented grumbling echoes through the narrow alleyways. Downtown is governed by a strict and joyless regime. The buildings are drabe, and any form of creativity or happiness seems to have been extinguished. The downtown people, with their downtrodden expressions and hunched postures, move about the town with a sense of resignation, their lives seemingly devoid of color or excitement. They all experience what it's like to face the challenges of a depressive episode. They met the mayor of downtown, Mayor Dutton, and Vice Mayor Proudfoot. After what felt like forever, the whistle blew and Andy and the children made their way slowly, lethargically back to the train. As the journey continued, the train entered a dark tunnel and Andy found himself in a car filled with shadows and whispers of self-doubt. The conductor, Mr. Jolly, sensing Andy's unease, explained, It's important to acknowledge these feelings, Andy, and know that you're not alone. The Bipolar Express continued its journey, stopping at various emotional stations. Andy learned to manage his emotions, recognizing the highs and lows as a natural part of life. The key was to find balance and not let the extremes define him. In one magical moment, the train reached the self-acceptance station. Here, Andy met a group of passengers who shared their own experiences with bipolar disorder. They offered support, understanding, and coping strategies, showing Andy that he was not alone on his journey. The passengers came to understand the importance of proper diagnosis and treatment for bipolar disorder. They met Dr. Balance, the trained psychiatrist, who helped them find balance and acceptance between the two extremes. He explained that medication, therapy, and support from loved ones were key to managing bipolar disorder effectively. The Bipolar Express taught its passengers that life is like a train ride with its ups and downs, but with understanding and support, it can be a beautiful journey. 
And so, the Magical Bipolar Express continued to spread awareness, one ride at a time, reminding people that empathy and knowledge can make the world a better place. As dawn broke, the Bipolar Express returned to Andy's town. Mr. Jolly, with a twinkle in his eye, handed Andy a golden ticket. Remember, he said, you have the power to navigate your emotions and find peace within yourself. With newfound courage and understanding, Andy stepped off the train, ready to face the world with self-acceptance. The Bipolar Express disappeared into the distance, leaving behind a trail of awareness and hope. And so, in the heart of winter, Andy's journey on the Bipolar Express became a beacon of light, encouraging others to embark on their own paths of self-discovery and mental well-being. In the end, Andy returned home with a newfound understanding of bipolar disorder and a heart full of compassion. He shared his experience on social media, helping to raise awareness and reduce stigma surrounding this mental health condition to his 17 followers. Bipolar Express. Bipolar Express. You bloody loved that, didn't you, lad? Yeah. Do you want another one? Oh, yes, please. This one is a plagiarism on myself. It is called Sandy Claws. In, in Vietnam or Thailand. That sounds Brilliant, Santa. You think? Yeah. It was the night before Christmas, and all across the land, the children had begun to drop. The goblin had fallen asleep, and Andy watched as the clock ticked closer and closer to midnight. Ho, 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 he heard, echoing around him, as if, we were, as if he were walking through an abandoned tunnel. A faint sound of bells and reindeer hooves followed close behind, though Andy wished it was the clinking of bottles of westerns, empty from his... just getting pissed, really... Andy snuck out of his room in his mother's home, careful not to creak the floor and disturb Julie, who was currently being railed by his father in his father's dungeon that he had decorated to look like a dentist's office. Andy stopped for a moment to listen at the door. Drill my cavity, Daddy, he hears his mum say seductively. Andy's cock twitched and he took off walking. I can't get too excited just yet, he thought, heading outside to the street where his sleigh awaited him. Hero, Sandy Claus, said Rudolph Hooker, Andy's favourite reindeer. His nose was red from being rubbed raw after snorting too much cocaine, a Christmas Eve tradition for Sandy Claus. We're off to Narm, Ulf, 
Hope you're ready for a night of fun fucking and some fun old-fashioned breaking the law. Then Andy hopped in his sleigh and off they went, flying through the air. Dolph and Andy landed in what they thought was Hanoi and set to work, Andy tracking down the nearest dealer. Now, here is the part of the story where the author gets real with you and admits a faux pas, if you will, and admits that this story, while intended for Vietnam, has been misplaced and is in fact taking place in the Philippines because Santa crashed and the author forgot what they were going to... That, that, that they were different, okay? All right, okay? I forgot that Vietnam and the Philippines were different. Anyway, fuck you, all right? God damn it, okay, fuck. Anyway, Andy landed with a crash. So, Sandy... What would you like to do for Christmas? he asked. Isn't that my job? asked Andy. Not tonight, said Dolph. What do you want, Andy? What do you want? Andy stopped for a moment and thought what would be the best thing he could possibly have and decided he wanted to end the night worthy of being tattooed on his own leg. The pedo leg, to be be precise. So... It was at that point that Andy decided that that night he would do what his, his, what is the word? He would do what those he admired most did, and he would murder. Only his plan was to murder some pussy rather than people. So, Andy and Dolph set off to find something to get Andy going, because sometimes Andy has trouble getting it up. And it wasn't long before Andy had found himself buried in a pile of cocaine straight out of Scarface. And he was so incredibly grateful to find that there with absolutely no snot anywhere to be seen. And this filled him with joy, so much so that he ended up spaffing in his pants at the sheer revolution, revelation even. Apparently, the author could not read either. And not only was this powder as clean as his mother's snatch, that at this point he had ho- had been glazed by his own father's baby batter, Andy snorted the cocaine down without so much as a thought, snorting it as if his mates were singing, We like to snort with Andy, cause Andy is our mate, and when he sees children in hats, Pete likes to masturbate. Andy abandoned the cocaine. He was fueled up and ready to go, and he needed it now. He needed some sweet Vietnamese Filipino loving. The goblin understood. This was his Christmas after all, and off he went. The drugs had kicked in, and nothing could stop him. So, at this point, Danny was stood off to one side, making notes so that he could tell the story two years from now after Andy had forgotten that Danny was in fact there. It is at this point that the author realised that also the rest of the story that he had written had vanished. And at this point he was making shit up as he went along. So the quality, although already low, is now going to significantly drop. So, brace yourself. Andy found himself down a little back alley. Which wouldn't be the first time he found himself down one that night. And he walked through the small village, being stopped by many a child. Oh, he thought to himself. I'm definitely going to be up there with Savile tonight. As he walked past numerous 12-year-olds 
which, by the way, Adrian Sands in, in uh, the Philippines is is twelve there. Uh, so initially, when I thought it was Vietnam, it was sixteen, which would have been less weird. Um, but yeah, that it, it is what it is. I like Danny Lad. Anyway, fucking hell, where Tom come from? Uh, yeah, this is a two-part story. I'll record the rest shortly. Did Did you enjoy that, lad? Oh yes, Santa. But you can't wait for part two, can you? Part two. There's a part two, Santa. You will. You should. You, you, you might be. Yeah. You've been a very good boy sitting on my knee there, haven't you, lad? Oh, it's so warm <laughs> and sturdy. Yes. Well, because you've been such a good boy, I'm gonna uh, put on your main present now. My main present. Yes. It's called Homo Alone. Oh. <laughs> The year was 1996, December 24th to be precise. The location was a ramshackled flat in Bold Street, Southport. A red Vauxhall Astra's boot slammed shut as the last suitcase was packed away inside. That's everything! Get in the car, love! Your dad's taking us away for Crimbo! Peter's mother says. The family all climb into the new Vauxhall Astra, and Peter's father, a mysteriously tall character, drives off. I love how much room I have in the back, Dad. Oh yeah, Peter's mother says. Peter's father looks at Peter's mother with a knowing smile. Oh yeah, plenty of room, all right. I guess you could even say there's a bit of room for a bit of fun if you catch me drift, girl. As he rubbed Peter's mother's upper thigh. Oh yeah, Peter's mother says. Oh yeah, Peter's father replies. Oh yeah, Peter's sister joins in. And this carried on late into the night as they drove away from Southport. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. A few hours later, Peter wakes up from his slumber with spaghetti hoops stuck to his forehead. Peter looks around the living room, confused. The telly's still on, playing the bill. The clock on the TV read 8.23pm and the house was very quiet. Peter quickly realised that he must have fallen asleep eating his tea again. Peter climbs down from his chair, because he's small, and starts scouring the house for his family. Peter quickly discovers that all of his belongings and his father's car had gone. Peter is home alone. As the realisation dawned, he realised he was home alone. With a mysterious glint in his eye, Peter embarked on a solo adventure. First, he tiptoed up the stairs, 
savouring the echoes of his footsteps in the empty hallway. Curiosity led him to his parents' bedroom, where he hesitated before taking a daring leap onto their bed. Giggles erupted as he bounced on the wet mattress. Ha <laughs> ha! No way! Peter shouts. The crusty bedsheets creak before the top layer turned into a powder-like substance. Condom wrappers bounced nearly as high as Peter did. The handcuffs half-cuffed to the headboard was the only noise that competed with Pete's giggles. Relishing in the forbidden joy of an impromptu playground, the house became Pete's personal kingdom, and with each passing moment, he discovered the thrill of independence, unleashing the imagination of a child left to his own devices. Peter's adventure took a musical turn. As he explored the living room, he stumbled upon a boombox with a stack of his dad's favourite cassettes. Peter then found a cassette labelled Love Making Album. Peter obviously had no idea what Love Making was, but the second he turned it on, the music was all so familiar. A tune he had often drifted to sleep to. Unable to resist the rhythm, he cranked up the volume and found himself dancing and singing along. The empty room became his dance floor and Peter showcased his best moves, reveling in the freedom to let loose without an audience. Oh, no way! Bye, tiger! Teach me, tiger, how to kiss you! Wah, 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 wah! Show me, tiger, how to kiss you! Wah, 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 wah! Take my lips, they belong to you! Kiss the leghorn, all I want is you! In his newfound solitude, Peter's creativity knew no bounds. He raided the kitchen, concocting an extravagant ice cream sundae with every topping imaginable. Squishmallows from Quicksave and Ison's own brand chocolate syrup and sprinkles covering his masterpiece. With a mischievous grin, he savoured the sweet concoction. Ah oh, yeah! He muttered to himself before his tongue whipped at it like a dog drinking from a bowl. Peter's adventurous spirit continued as he transformed the living room into a makeshift fort, using cushions and blankets to construct a fortress fit for a young king. Within this fortress, Peter found refuge and imagined himself as the hero of his own epic tale. Meanwhile, a few hours away in Fleetwood, Peter's family are all tucked up in their family caravan holiday home, asleep. All but Peter's father. Peter's father lies there wide awake with a cold sweat on his forehead, and not just from the disturbing intercourse he has just saved up. His long legs poke out of the bottom of the bed, and he sits up and places his feet into his Lonsdale trainers, and wraps a nightgown around him and steps outside the caravan. The cold air hits him, but Peter's father wasn't fazed by the cold, because this man sleeps underneath bypasses as a hobby in nothing but a full Liverpool kit 
minus the socks. The walk takes around 10 minutes, but he soon arrives at the payphone. He fiddles in his pocket and pulls out a few coins and slams them into the slot and dials a number. Hello? A scout's high-pitched voice answers. You alright Apollo? It's me, Peter's father. Now Apollo was Peter's father's best friend in the entire world. He had made him godfather to both his children despite being a complete and utter wrongin. He had a face for the ale and drugs and an even bigger face for children. You alright fella? No mate. I've made a huge mistake and I don't think Peter's mother knows yet. What's troubling you? You see, me and the family have gone away for Crimbo, but we've forgotten something. Your sausage! What is it? Me weed. It's on me weight bench or in the Weetabix box behind it. I don't want the landlord to find it. She has a habit of letting herself in when she notices the car isn't outside and scanning our food in there. Say no more. I'll pop round now. Go in the morning, fella. It's a bit late now. Nah, don't worry about it. I've just done a big slug of Charlie, so I'm wide awake, kid. I'm on it. And Apollo puts the phone down. Around 40 minutes later, Apollo is power walking down Bold Street Southport when he suddenly sees the flat window. And to his amazement, he could see Peter in the living room, dancing away to his dad's boombox. Peter looked all alone. Peter's father didn't mention that he had left the prepubescent Peter all alone. All of Apollo's crimbos came at once. Apollo's eyes fixated on Peter's hips as they swung side to side as he danced. He watched as Peter slut dropped and the way he clapped his hands and threw them in the air and pretended to shake his long hair all around the living room. me with those beautiful grey eyes I like the way you act oh surprised I like the way you sing along I like the way you always get it wrong <laughs> I like the way you clap your hands oh I like the way you love to dance I like the way you put your hands up in the air I like the way you shake your hair I like the way you like to touch I like the way you stare so much But most of all Yeah! Most of all I like the way you move The 
Santa then sent someone outside the window and jumped back in fear and embarrassment. He then noticed it was his all-time favourite adult in all the world, his godfather Apollo. He ran to the front door and swung it open. Apollo ran to him and they embraced, as if time had stood still. What are you doing by yourself, fella? Peter then explained that he'd woke up to find that everyone had left for Crimbo holidays. Peter showed them around the fort he made, showed them all the empty ice cream tubs he had eaten, and even his mother and father's bed he'd been jumping on. Apollo was ecstatic and was praising Peter for his actions as his jaw swung from all the cocaine he had taken earlier on. Whose room is that? As he pointed towards a bright pink bedroom door. That's me sisters. Peter opened the door and the room is almost a luminous pink, except for the dustbin in the corner, however, which had burn marks all over it and a bit of the wall stained by smoke where his sister had set it on fire a few weeks prior. Peter turned to Apollo and said, Are you going to tell me mum and dad that they've left me? Apollo looks at Peter's big grey eyes and thinks long and hard before saying, Yeah, of course! And he walks to the house phone. Peter was never allowed in his sister's room as he would constantly try to destroy her Barbie dolls by biting their heads off or putting chewing gum in their hair. Peter's eyes scanned the room, but something drew his attention to four stunning, majestic toy creatures. It was evident that the toys had been well cared for, as their manes were impeccably groomed. Next to her bed, one pink, one purple, one golden and one baby blue. Their manes were all different colours. They were gorgeous. Peter could feel his heart pounding with excitement. Are these my sister's little ponies? Peter says to himself. Meanwhile, Apollo, sitting in the living room next to the landline. Can't even phone them. Don't even know where they are. So he makes his way back upstairs and finds Peter playing with his sister's ponies. Ha ha ha! You little fuck! Are you playing with are you playing with my little ponies? Peter barks back. They're not yours, they're my sister's little ponies. Nah! Nah, Pete! They're my little ponies, lad! Peter snaps. Well, the man and me sister's little ponies. Apollo gets irate. The cocaine at the back of his throat is now dripping down his esophagus, giving him a new surge of energy. Nah, lad, listen. Peter cuts him off. Nah, they're me sisters. Nah, they're me little ponies, lad. They're my little ponies. Stuck in a loop, the pair inch closer and closer before Apollo's lips meet Peter's. Peter freezes and Apollo's hand reached down to Peter's shorts and took at the waistband. Peter scurries off backwards, stepping on the ponies, breaking one of their heads clean off. Look what you've done now! Peter, in a fit of rage, jumps at Apollo, pushing him, but Apollo backhands him as a natural reaction. Peter looks up at Apollo's screams, I hate you! I hate you! You're horrible! And he runs to his bedroom, crying. He slams the door shut and grabs a little baseball bat that his dad bought him a few years ago with a broken promise of going gay bashing one night. That night never happened, and this night, Peter realised he had never had an adult in his life 
who truly cared for him or had his back. Peter violently cried in his bed. Meanwhile, Apollo stands outside Peter's door, hurt by his comments that Peter hated him. Apollo paced to think what his next move was, before going downstairs and drinking a huge amount of alcohol and finding more cocaine and Viagra stashed behind Peter's father's weight bench. The next morning, the landlady Charlotte, who within a few years later go on to marry a former Liverpool manager, let herself into a ramshackled flat on Bold Street. To her horror, she finds a man at the bottom of the stairs, covered in blood. She screams and rings the emergency services. The police turn up and pronounce the man known as Apollo as dead. Suspected overdose. Upon further search of the house, they found little Peter in his bedroom, fast asleep. Peter told the policeman, who naturally wore a scarf and refused to take it off, all about how his mother and father and how they left him in the care of his godfather Apollo. The police assumed that Apollo must have done far too many drugs and had fallen down the stairs before passing away. That wasn't the truth, was it, Peter? Because the night prior ended with rhythmic beats and cum-stained sheets as our Peter weeped, he's tired and frail. To set the scene, we must rewind the hands of time for Peter's tale. Silent boy grew up with a violent start His mother was a drinker and his father was a fart Apollo and him were tight from the very start I'll spare you all the things he did, I'm sure Peter's mother knew Peter's mother is a silent girl, she moved out at 16 A semi-detached council flat paid for by a welfare scheme She's packing shelves at Tesco, stacking jars like pickled bricks. She met a boy named Peter's father, and he was a little prick. Peter was a silent boy, and Peter, he fell fast. See, Apollo was a wrong him, but he sure knew how to charm him. Every night he'd tuck him in, but never left the room. History repeated itself, he'd paint him black and blue. The devil comes to dance. Peter, why are you always so quiet? On his bedroom door and he's irate. He's been drinking, smoking, he's up late. And he stands by his bedside, Peter shakes. But his eyes stay shut. You fucking slut! I know you're up. And he pinches his eyelids and folds them up. Peter, why are you lying to me, Peter? Peter grabs the bat and things turn violent. 
the sound of his fist when he fall like a kamikaze pilot. Hit like hailstones, one to the collarbone, full force, full blown, blood splat, bone crack, knick-knack, paddy whack, one to the jaw and a two spat, detached, fist connects and disconnects the bone, a quick deflect to misdirect the blow, but nonetheless his punches meet his throat, such a mess he left Apollo bruised and broke, Apollo, why you always so quiet Apollo, why you always such a little like Apollo, do you think I wanna do this Apollo, in character he stays silent, well say something Apollo, silence, fucking say something Apollo, Follow silence. Wait. Say something, Apollo. Meanwhile, in Fleetwood, Peter's mother is having her famous crimbo poo. Once a year, she empties all her bowels and saves it up for next year. Oh no! Peter's mother's moans. Pete! Peter! Pass me the toilet roll! I've run out! Peter! Nothing. The caravan door swings open. Peter's father and sister look at Peter's mother while she's on the toilet. This is so unlike Peter. He normally loves bringing people toilet rolls. Peter's sister chimes in. I remember on his day off his school shift once, he brought in 48 rolls because his mate asked him to. Peter's family look at each other, wondering where Peter is. But then it clicks. Oh no! no. no. The end. Indeed, it was the end of this year's Christmas special. I wonder if the little boy is still sitting on Santa Claus's knee in the grotto. Anyway, it's time for the Wafflers to exchange Christmas gifts. Oh, oh. No, generally, I put my big toe in it, funny. Yeah, funny. Hello, everybody! <laughs> You knew the answer to that, didn't you? You fucking knew the answer. You sound like you talk about those disgusting stuff all the time. You don't. (laughs) You fucking baited me. Merry Christmas, everyone. But now I've stuck my big toe in it, Fanny. No, it's your (laughs) mum. It was not me mum. Why are you winking? Technically, my big toe has been in my mum, though. Hey! So is yours, so is yours. Yeah, hello. In your mum, yeah. (laughs) 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 Hello! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 199. Nine 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 nine. Sad news. Sad news. Sad news. Sad news. Sad news. Indeed. Yeah, because a few days, about two a week, two weeks ago, Pete Idol died. Captain Holt. Um, <laughs> I'm joined. Make me question a lot of things like I'm joined by my A one from day one. Peter oh, Dutton. No. <laughs> every no. single, even though you do it all the time, every single time I think you're going to turn to me. No. It's going to be a slight. You're only A2 from a date view. Who knew you first? 
Me. What's it matter? <laughs> Matters a lot. To who? Who's had more years Just of dedicated you. friendship? Pete. You me. For years. Pete. Me. Pete. Absolutely. How many years have you been dedicated friends? Yeah. Because we met in I yeah, think. Yeah. Two thousand and four. Thirteen. No. Two thousand twelve. 2012. So 11 years. Yeah. You, you, you've been like four years. Four? No, we had two back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Back then we in had the a day. Then we had a little, then we had a little, a little, a little, br- a little, a little, a little, a li- what was the word? Get it out. You went to prison. I did not go to prison. I was in a holding cell for a night. For the rape. I did not rape. That was You're so on unnecessary. Your Honour. <laughs> no, that wasn't necessary. We didn't rape. That was so unnecessary. I did not rape. You didn't rape. Welcome to the Wafflers Honest. with peace and no doubt. Where we dive into life with wafflers all about. From horses we ride to Apollo's great quest. And splashing in pools, Aphrodobus is the best. So hop on board and join our whimsical spree. Where we chat about life and sip endless tea. It's the best I've ever done. That was. Oh. Christmas grows by the day. Do you like me socks, by the way, boys? Yeah, I tried to nick them before, but you got upset. What, you tried to nick them? No, you tried to nick me foot. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? No, but generally, what do you think? Yeah, they're alright, yeah. Yeah, decent. What do I you hate that version of the Grinch. Why? I hate the cartoon ones. It's pathetic. The Grinch. Oh, it's the OG. Pathetic. Oh, did you know? Did you know? The original voice of the Grinch in the original animated movie was Boris Karloff. Yeah. Who's he? What do you mean, who's he? Yeah. Do you, do you know Boris Karloff? No. He was the OG Frankenstein's monster. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm joined <laughs> by Andy Neutron. He gets A1 from day one. You can't even... Come on! Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I thought we changed this. Did you write it? No. Mama lovers. Mama lovers, mama brothers, mama haters, and mama sitas. Good hello! Oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh, good ho, ho, ho! And welcome to the Wafflers! <laughs> yeah, brother! Hell yeah, brother! Cream of the crop always rises to the top! Was that Macho, uh, Macho Man, Man Stone Randy Cold Sa- Steve Austin? Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Macho Man Randy Hell Savage yeah. if they ran into each uh, other really fast. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I know we've... Um, I'm sorry to drag it out of your bed on Christmas morning, boys, but, you know... How <laughs> 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 have you been? Yeah, I'm good. How oh, great. I'm tired. Yeah. You're tired? Yeah. don't think I slept that well. Oh, me and, you have, me and you played footy last night, didn't we, Pete? Check my stats. Are you tired? What have you been up to? Me like, and Pete played footy what, last night. What, That's yeah. what he's up to. Oh. Oh, you just said that. Yeah. Well, your stats, Pete. Well, just How many s- steps did you get in? A sleep score of 65. I had 7 hours 40. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. <flabby laughs> 7 hours 40? That's he a thinks, 65. He bad. You think 7 hours 40 is bad? You moaning yesterday yeah, that he didn't have more than double five. figures in his sleep? Honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was nine hours fifty something. Yesterday, I had seven hours five. The day tired. before that, six hours twenty. You start every day by saying you're so tired yeah, you can't be asked. You're bored, not tired. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday had nine hours six minutes. That was a good one, that. Nine hours what? Six minutes. Did you wake up feeling better that day? Yeah. Yeah. Woke so, up feeling so, fine. 
Woke up feeling great. Oh, whoa, that's my day. Oh yeah, um, are you going to forty next Tuesday, Pete? Oh, you're a cunt. <laughs> I hope the super fan is this. No, I don't. <laughs> He's got a super fan of Aslex door lives on the way in Elsmere Port. Super I was going to talk about him, but oh, sorry. Nice shout out to off mic. Yeah, we're all listeners who've been listening for 18 months, that'll be <laughs> What are you saying, Pete? Um, yeah, he's got an excuse, he doesn't have to play footy next week because he's got the Everton match mm-hmm. for the quarter-final, he's excited, fair play well, A couple of others were like, yeah, yeah, can't make it next week um, I'm reason. also going to the Everton match And I was just keeping quiet, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to the Everton match But I don't want to play if my A1 from day one's not going um, Wayne's like getting desperate now towards the end He's like, shit, shit, it's not going to be on Realising low on numbers. Uh, are you lads busy next week, Danny? No, no uh, I've got the match, sorry, um, at the Everton game. Well, Pete's free, I hear. I'm not as quick as him. I couldn't think of any line on the spot. So I went with the blatant truth of, yeah, I'm free next week. <laughs> and then I got asked, is, is my brother free? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll text him as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last night at football, we, d- we found out how... Um, what? It's a plane? No, I had something to say, but I completely forgot. Well, why did you derail the pod for that? Yeah. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. No, I did generally have something. Yeah, no, yeah, I've derailed it. Sorry, really? Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, gone. last night of football. Do you, know, do you know when we've been going to football? We don't know how we've started going. We don't know anyone there, but it's been like, what now? Five, six, it was summer. Like six months. Going yeah, to six know. months we've been going. Still don't really know anyone, but we don't know how we got going. Remember that? For people who talk for a living, we're not very good at actually talking to people. Oh we? yeah, we just talk to our mates, see No, fuck that, I'm not talking to them. But we found out last <laughs> night how, how we ended up going. People couldn't see the hand gesture. Yeah, you like synergy sign. Yeah. Yeah, he's like synergy. Yeah. No, no, so, so it's been a, a mystery to me and Pete how we ended up here, we still don't know. Yeah, yeah. they are complete yeah. randomness to us. Yeah. Yeah, how has that happened? Well, last night you found out, didn't we, Pete? Oh. Yeah. No way in the one. He's a bit, bit grumpy, a bit, bit, bit intimidating. Grumpy, yeah. Eh? Floor's yours, Pete. Turns out he's a fan of the pod. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, Pete! No! You've had your turn! No! No! Danny's latte glass! I did not like toilet bowl! <laughs> Why are you making? Oh, fucking hell. No one believes that. He, he needs tissue. Like, he's actually spilled his. Calm down, Pete. Okay. He's really He's gonna get, get on to Craig. See if he's got any spare. So, yeah, it turns out you listen to the pod. Yeah, and, and that's how he's doing us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. One of his students listened to the pod. What? Uh, yeah, because they're all teachers. Uh, and that's how it come about in Mostlands Most High School. Okay, yeah. And that's how it come about. <laughs> Hang on. So, how did you end up getting invited to Fussy because they listened to the pod? Oh, he, he, so one of his... Was it Adam? Or someone from... I think so. Adam knew us. And that's how it, the link was. They're the lads from the pod. But Adam doesn't go anymore. Oh, so he was like, oh, let's get these guys in. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Why am I not invited to 40? Because he, he can tell you. You don't play. No, both what, what of you said. Was it you said the pussy? I'm not invited to pussy. So you're not invited because you are a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? But, no, Your right, knowledge is both, No, both of you have said that I am surprisingly good at football. No, we haven't. <laughs> you said it last week, the other day. You said I it on said, Friday. I said you're surprisingly good at football. No, yeah, no, no, Dan, no Danny hair, said it on Friday. I think that means he said, compared to what you look like. Yeah, compared yeah. to what you look like, you're better than what I would expect for you to be at football. Yeah, you're half decent, but I wouldn't invite you. You get, <laughs> you get invited. Yeah, I'm slightly better, I think, didn't you? We played heads and V's before. What was I going to say? That oh. means you're better than me. A footy. Let's have a footy off. No, we're in the middle <laughs> of a pod. No, on the pod. I'm confident oh, yeah, in my abilities. That's going to be well good for listeners. What have you been up to, then, apart from being all red and blotchy? I'm not red and blotchy! <laughs> I don't know, I'll check out oh, no, so. <laughs> You're really red and blotchy, but go on, what have you been Why? up to? Why? Um, uh... Oh, you can't really see it. You wrote a note, a, a poem for Rock Candy? No, I didn't. Oh, did he have a nice birthday? No, he did have a nice birthday, thank you very much. Too much, I was very hungover this morning, I'm not going to lie. On Christmas Day? On Christmas Day, yeah. Yeah, it's better. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, by the way, shout out. Happy birthday, Craig Dodd! Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Craig. <laughs> so what did you, um, what did you get, Rob Candy? It was about a, uh, like an 18-inch, two-foot, maybe 20-inch, 19-inch, 18-inch, I'd say about 20-inch, 20 21-inch. Buck plug. Uh, no! Ghost face. <laughs> Did you think she's dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, yeah, it was a, it, it, you know, it, uh, from Scream. Yeah, figurine. Figurine. I'd say it's more than a figurine. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Babe. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! I'm not doing that, you pair of melts. Why? Ho, ho, ho. Nice, Danny. See, the more you suck, the more you... Hey! Come on, ho. Yeah, so... so do you, uh, do you rate my lovely... <laughs> what the fuck was that all about? What do you mean? It was clear. You suck on the tube. You, you just ho, 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 ho. Yeah. What? It's a pipe. Turn it upside down. No, it's a pipe. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Ho, 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 it's pipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you no. I've seen hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick as fuck, you. Oh, yeah, because you'd look at that and go ho, ho, ho on the pipe and go, oh, yeah, it's obviously Danny going to do a hose pipe joke. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? <laughs> That's bullshit. Well, by the way, Pete, put your hood up or down. It's fucking annoying me. Absolutely not. Staying where it is now. Why is it on the crown of your head? That's normally where it sits. For the listeners, are about the hood of his willy. If I roll it back, I'll pull it forward. <laughs> that better. Uh, that's much better. Yeah, so you wrote uh, Mr. Candy a lovely poem, haven't you? No. <laughs> I haven't. But go on, tell the listeners. Uh, Andy wrote a lovely note, a lovely note saying something about like being, I Mr. Didn't write being Mr. Candy. Can we be best friends? We'll be called Andy and the Candy. We get to any space there. Um, we could celebrate over a brandy. I could give you a sensual handy while listening to Annie and the 
Grandy. Grandy. Yeah. yeah. Grandy. I do like that rhyme, by the way. That's oh, yeah, a good one, yeah. Yeah, you've got Poetry in motion. <laughs> what have you been up to, Pete? Fuck off. It's Christmas Day, what do you think? <laughs> oh, oh, what is it? The family. I I I only got nine hours sleep. I just found. (laughs) (laughs) And he woke up in loneliness. (laughs) No one ever dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking lonely in my dreams. I'm going to pass Ben to Old Shaw. Just me pottering around. Wait, is this the Christmas Day pot? You know it is, it's Christmas Day. It's, it's fucking Christmas Day. With the stories in. <laughs> My oh. family are waiting for me. Jesus Christ. You beer plan. <laughs> what's up, Pete? It's going to be a long day, isn't it? Why? <laughs> just realised what's happening. What? Is this the one with the stories? Yeah, it's already happened. It's, it's already happened. <laughs> <laughs>
got you this? Do you know what this looks like? And I don't want to slate your presents. You know when you get new shoes and it comes with yeah. that thing inside? <laughs> like, you literally sent you the link to buy it. <laughs> I thought you see what I mean? That was 40 quid! That was 40 quid! 38! I'm sorry, I'm excited. I appreciate that. No, I really do like that. But look at this. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, no, that's no, that come on! I thought we were getting the whole set. I thought it was going to be three pieces to no, it. No, no. But you need three pieces. That's it. That's done. The gr- gr- it, it, a better way than this. It's for me fish tank. It's like a a cave, so you can see inside the cave. Yeah. And above the cave. <laughs> yeah. I'll be good. That I'm going to set up a like a like a cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I'll be. I'm going to get some albino corys and do like a like oh, a cave. That'll be tanks. nice. Yeah. Will the fish go through that. Yeah, living it. Yeah. Sleeping it. Come up and down. It does look like a thing that you get in your shoe, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not what I expected at all. No, no, thank you very much. No, you're welcome, mate. I no, hope you enjoy it. No, I will. Thank you. Your neck's all red. Yes. Catching it. <laughs> Mr. Pete! Mr. Pete! Merry Christmas, my <coughs> friend. For you. Thank you very much. Hope this takes you back to your happy times. Oh, oh my God! Is that what I think it is? Yeah. It's a mushroom calendar. <laughs> Not just any mushroom calendar. Because remember, you loved. Cause that, there's two things. Remember, you, I honestly thought that was an ass. It is. No, it's not. Because there's two things you love in life: taking pictures oh, of mushrooms and shitholes. Yes, shitholes. You so call please. Or just please open it. Or things that look like there's one nuts. that's my favourite. Has anyone heard that clip of when? Um, I don't think we ever. Oh, it's been a year now. Pete, we did. We did that. You said we couldn't show. Sorry. You oh, said no, we sorry. couldn't play anything to him. So a year ago we went on a Christmas night out, and as you remember, we sung tequila in yeah, the Woodies before now closed down. Rest in peace. Um, we, we did we did the escape room. Yeah. And we went to a strip club. Pete insisted, remember? Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I right. fucking love sitting here. So I didn't. You're not allowed to record in the strip club, but I did do it on the sly, and I got a peak fucking overreacting. Like a peak fucking loves it, and he said you can't show anyone that. And then we had a bet. He goes, fine, you can't show anyone it for a year. So yeah. I'm gonna play it now. It's fucking on one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yes, boys. The fucking down. Get in. Fucking absolutely love this shit. I love sitting here. Fucking absolutely love it. Love you. You fucking love it. He's been outed. He's been outed. I can't believe you've done that. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> What's that book? If the guy gets punched in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I look through my mushrooms? Yeah. If we do a laugh to her, you know, for the. So it's like we come back. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? I was doing. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen. I'm sorry. You never do. You never want to do that at all. So when you went to Scotland, you'd love taking pictures of mushrooms or playing yeah, them on your yeah. Facebook. Your favourite bit. Yeah, and you love nuts. It'd become a thing, yeah. So that accidentally, that was a bit like Andy's ass. Flat. <laughs> yeah, it's a flat mushroom. That's peachy, I'd say. It's not, it's flat. That's peachy. It's a flat mushroom. That's fucking... That's a bunger, that. Bunger. Yeah, that's a lovely little shithole, that one, isn't it? That one. 
That's my favourite. That's the one. Mayday. Yeah. Mayday, Mayday, we have a problem. That's a good one. That's a good, yeah. I thought that was a potato, personally, but. I like the aesthetic. Yeah, it's like art. It's not like. Oh, they're getting a bit boring now. Looks like a fetus to me. Well, yeah. Looks like a butter bean. Oh, look at that, Bunda. Jesus Christ, look at the batty on that. Even got a finger That's in it. nice, that man. You could put a pencil between that. Remember your mum's ass on, when she, on the camera that time? Remember? No, that was like, not me, ma! Yeah, it was. Oh, chestnut mushroom. I just realised, they all look like my haircut. Nah, that's like that. No, I like that. I wouldn't mind spooning that. Oh, the Kim Kardashian. The mushroom. Don't tell Mikey that. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, still. I like a wide hip. The BWW there. BWW. Merry Christmas, Pete. Brilliant. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Enjoy that all year. I'll go next. There you go, Andy. Oh, really? Thank you, mate. That's the whole point of the pod. Oh, have you got me something legit that I'm actually going to really like? <laughs> oh, you didn't get my birthday present, did you? I did! Come on, a bottle of coke. Have you got me something legit that I'm going to really like? Well, I hope so. I really like this, Andy. I really like Oh, this. you motherfucker. Do you really like that? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll love it. You motherfucker. Yeah, I like that. I've got your fucking asses in mushrooms and you've got me... I can smell mushrooms. I can smell it's mushrooms. The Is it? Is it mushrooms? I can genuinely smell mushrooms. I don't know. No, it's not that. Is it this? I can genuinely smell mushrooms, though. Copy that. Oh, Pete, I am so sorry. Are you going to describe what they are? Oh, my God. Right, so so far I've got a Michael Myers Halloween coaster. I've got a a, uh, Pennywise the Clown coaster. I've got a Chucky, which I've been obsessed with recently, coaster. Yeah. Delicate. Are we trying to get them out? I'm so sorry. Said he's autistic. He went, Got a ghost face. Shout out to Rob, Rob Candy. <laughs> Coaster. Oh, I feel fucking dreadful. I, I owe you another present, mate. I, I feel I, fucking I'd probably dreadful. I'd probably end it all tonight if I was you. You just give me them back if you like. Oh, I've got a Freddy Krueger pro. Uh, Which one did you want? Coaster. And, oh Coaches. my god, you've saved the best to last. Oh, I didn't. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Jason Voorhees coaster. How much for that ghost face one? Oh, Pete. <coughs> you gonna get that ghost face to Rob Candy? Oh, I feel dreadful for getting you an ass mushroom it's calendar. I genuinely love them, mate. If you want if, so if you want if you, if you, if, you, if, you, if you want to feel even better, Pete, I, I picked that out for you. I was gonna buy that for your birthday, but Andy had not on for you, so I I feel dreadful. And, uh, I'm so sorry. This oh, is shit. you, Danny. And, um, but genuinely, thank you. I really oh, love these. I'm glad you like them. Really Another cave? Guys. No way. You see this? All right. What's this? Oh my! I genuinely love them. Thank you so much. It's my moment now. Sorry. What is this? Oh no! Yes. Oh no! How do I open it? Uh, I think you have to peel. How have you seen it? Well, I can see enough. I can't open it. <laughs> I can't 
machine off. <laughs> the light hits it. I can see. I know where it is. What's wrong with me? How come you so, so I use a different app, don't I? I like, <clears throat> I like it. So I thought <laughs> I was ordering some sort of wafflers merch. With, which <laughs> the standard waffle. Oh, no, I much prefer this. Yeah, I <laughs> much prefer that. It's me topless. No, 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 in Asia. So what episode is that? A one nine five. So I've got one of the trans. <laughs> I, I've accidentally ordered cover art of. <laughs> No, no, I loved that. Like, I wanted the I want all the all the um the the, the recent custom ones. I wanted like oh, I, I've no. got the Halloween one. I was gonna get a post <laughs> like that up there. Well, that's what I was looking at first. Then I sent this, and I thought, I oh, I, I have to send them a link. Right, it, it get, there's more to the story. So I had to send oh, the person it. a link. Oh, that's sick. And I had to, I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna have to explain like what that I is want. fucking cool. That is cool as fuck. That looks no, so I cool. love that. You know what? I Peter's. Look, I'm, I'm gonna. It. I sent Peter like this. Smashed. <laughs> <laughs> the stands for it somewhere. What? You have smashed. There, two, there should be two little stands. Oh shit! It that? was attached to the back, I think. Oh, they, are they on the paper? No. Uh, the other one. That is fucking boss, oh, please. Let's have a look. Oh, that's class. That is fucking... It literally says shovel hands. <laughs> Spoiling a bit. Spoiling a bit. No, I, I must. I must have gone. That's fucking boss, though. Well, I thought because that's I had always seen that image. Oh! It was going to be that image. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, that, that's brilliant, that. I'm, I'm, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I ordered it. Done it no, that looks like I've won an award, an award as well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, I ordered it. I, they said, send me a link. I was like, okay, I sent them my link to what Google. You? And I, no, no, it's got to be from Spotify. I'm like, okay. So I just happened to go on the latest episode when I ordered it. <laughs> no, like, yeah. So I didn't know that it was going to be that. So when I opened it, I was like, what the fuck? That is but fucking The brilliant. person then messaged me back like three days later. I messaged him saying like, oh, it's, it looks fantastic. Thank you so much. And they messaged me back saying, the podcast is hilarious. <gasps> they no. said, tell you mate, the podcast is hilarious. And I was like, oh my God, they, they've listened to that episode. Me <laughs> 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 flexion on the front. So some random Etsy person listened to the pod because I asked them to buy me something. <laughs> bring me something. We'll have to four listeners this month, boys. Right, two things. Number one, Pete, you've smashed the Yeah, you've smashed it's it. Fucking up. fantastic, thank you so much. Number two, it stinks of mushroom in here. You're fine, Alan. Sorry, boys. Is my, my turn? I'll put me on back up, is that the problem? <laughs> my turn? Yeah. Oh god. What the fuck is his presence? Oh my god! You fucking look incredible. I don't think you get sexier. You genuinely suit that tash. Oh, yeah, you should oh, grow that oh. out. Merry Christmas! Don't tell anyone what's going on. I can't. But say, I love that no one can actually see this. <laughs> I think about doing this more often. Not the beard. Um, just dressing up and seeing what your reactions are. I mean, uh, uh, like, like that time you wore the, the secret kimono. Yeah. Why are you touching his face? His moustache is in his lip and it's annoying me. You're, you're, telling, us. you're telling us! I'm telling what's going on! <coughs> you're telling oh, what's uh, Danny's got, got a ho 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 beard. It's Saint Nick. With a stunning moustache. Incredible moustache. Thank you. 
So Pete, first off, little one for you. Uh, little key ring, me and you can share that if you want. Is it a button? It's <laughs> awesome. Two of them. Like yin and yang. But with horses. <laughs> Can they go on the bank question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose horse are they? Yeah, whose <laughs> horses are those? Uh, Andy, you got your little... <laughs> <laughs> you got to where did you get that from? You <laughs> just went with legit prescription bag. I got your little prescription there, mate. There you go, little birthday treat. symptoms of being a bitch insert one tablet into your anus every four hours if symptoms persist stay away from people keep mouth shut and seek medical advice I have got um, I have got you more gifts but they're, they're not as good as Pete so no some, I, I love got some sweeties oh really yeah can't have a sweet. It seems a bit <coughs> light though. What are you doing? It's not going to pop it up, open is it? it? Is it sweet? Why are you opening now? seen the snakes and that that pop out of the pot here, yeah, one of them. Um, Andy, I did try this on, I'm not gonna Don't lie. Me. Just leave it. I'm trying. No, just leave <laughs> it. That's not that's not the op that's the opposite yeah. of leaving it. Just leave it. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you some. got me anti-bitch tablets. <laughs> a pot of sweets that squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yours, yours, I'm sorry, Anne. What? I did try this on and I look sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, you're gonna look great. <laughs> Got you a doodag. Are you serious? Yeah, this yeah. is an actual doodag. Yeah, yeah. Like, for yeah. real. And I've, I've always wanted one of these. Yeah. I'm gonna like tech. More like Vince McMahon. But, no. I have, I, I've also learned how to do them as well if you want me to put one yes, on for you. Yes, no, please. Like, I've literally always fucking wanted one of these. Uh, Pete, I'd want for Mr. Um, oh, you didn't just get me any. You got me the do-rag superior head wrap. Right, so yeah, I've been practicing this. It's felt. I've literally always wanted these. I've, this is how I want you to come on a, a night out one night. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think you go around. It's, uh, I'm rushing it for the hard one, sir. Is that in your eyes? No. Right, there you go. Is it nice and tight? No, but I'm just okay. rushing it. No, that's fine. I don't Oh! <laughs> then you went to Fred hey, <gasps> Are you two going to be the cover art? If I I'm not wearing a do rag. I'll fix it later. I just did switch. I'm wearing a do rag. I'll take a picture. I'm wearing a fucking do rag. 
and turned sideways. It's never been more cut, cut, um, what's the word? Fix it later. Oh, yeah, it's behind you. That's not one. Don't be behind you. I fucking love that so much. <laughs> I'll fix much. it properly. Thank and you so much. Uh, these glasses, I just feel like you're good and nice with it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> are you Ben? No, no, no. <laughs> Do you say, are you Ben? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll fix that later. It's really annoying me. That... I am fucking spoiled this year, boys. Uh, Thank you so much. You look. <coughs> like, I, this tongue. is how I've always pictured myself. I just let all the uh, listeners know. It's a pair of glasses with the tiniest little round lenses you've ever it's seen. Like John, uh, John Lennon. Thank you. Yeah. I, I will fix it's it. John, John Lennon wore dark sunglasses. Yeah. Like Turk from Scrubs and John Lennon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you meant when you said Turk. Yes. You want to look like Turk. You mean at Turk. <laughs> but I, let me just see if I've got the picture still. I bought it and, uh, oh no, there's Peter present smashing. I can't take this beard off. No. <sighs> I mean, I, I didn't actually expect you to yeah. listen to me. I look like Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, I'm trying to be so happy. <laughs> like, fucking made awesome. This is fucking sick, Pete. This is for you. What is this? It's a space capsule. Oh. I have tried. I tested it out because obviously it's electronic and it's from that site. I didn't. Uh, I weren't too sure. You didn't trust it? No. What exactly do I do? So it's a uh, humidifier. What's that? Whoa. Like yeah. That is fucking cool. Oh, it's got, oh, it's got a little space, man! Oh, no. Does it light up? Just more than that. I pour some water into it. Try to keep the mushroom smell. What do you need? <laughs> what do you need water for? To humidify the air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a little man up there. You do look actually quite cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm just not even plugged in. Whoa. Has it even started yet? <gasps> Whoa! There, you can get the lights on somehow. How do you do it? That's fucking sick. That is sick. So it can be a night light, it humidifies it. It is oh good that though, isn't it? Laura's gonna love that. That looks sick. She's not to use it. This is for you, Pete. I don't care about the air quality. <laughs> yeah, put the light back on, please. That disco's incredible though. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so I've got one more for you, Pete. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I look good, I'll have you know. Got you this t-shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a black t-shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't even know if Lauren knows who Apollo is. <laughs> I slept with Apollo and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. It's gonna be a show. We need to get a 
a picture for the pod. I love the, the way of Paul yeah. was so fucking bold as well. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> loved about him as well. Well, last one, and oh, this is for you. I, have to print that. I have to get you a t-shirt yeah, as well. I have to print oh, that and think who the fuck is Apollo? What the fuck is this? Oh, oh just <laughs> Here you go, mate. That's the last one, and. Is that Kate's Of Kay's cooking. Oh my god. Where she cooks bad bowl differently. She did? Yeah. And she just wrapped <laughs> She wrapped mince around, mince, <laughs> mince around dried, dried spaghetti. spaghetti and baked it with no water. Yeah, and then made her son eat it. That is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's a bit crunchy. Will you wear that? <laughs> Fucking hell yes! I mean, I can't, I'm not gonna wear this, I'm not gonna lie. This, why would you wear that? <laughs> what? Why wouldn't you wear that? Because it says I slept with Apollo. Oh, it's a bit too big. It's not what it is. <laughs> For anyone, they got to think I slept with an astronaut. It's <laughs> 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 pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's all right. I'm genuinely That's so made up. Brilliant. That is fucking incredible. Where did you get these, like, printed? Yours, me dad found. What, you just found it? Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Oh! You cut one more press for me? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's not. No, that's. Any idea where it was? It was down there. <coughs> Should you pause this a sec while we Yeah. Oh, Andy it found it when a legend. You're welcome, thank, thank you. Guys. You look so fucking good. You do look good. <laughs> Here you go, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's off me, Dad. <laughs> so was it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the message? The second one was like, Daddy, message. Do you want it back then, lad? So tell me what, tell <laughs> what we're going on. So uh, I, I had an argument, didn't I, which I told you about the other week. The flip. About the blue badge. Just when you're being mad. Just when you're being mad. Yeah. Why are you crying? Just show me your beef hands! <laughs> Don't call the police! <laughs> then I got a random message through um, a picture of this. Blue badge? Saying, uh, I found your blue badge. I said, fucking hell, I needed that the other day. Where'd you find it? And he said, in Bromborough. And I, d- I didn't answer back. And uh, I got another message through saying, uh, do you want it back then, lad? Tit. <laughs> I just got, Sorry, didn't mean lad. Yeah, I'm not sure who this is, so I'm just gonna block you. I don't have blocked him on. I just deleted the message. Daddy's dad. Yeah, Daddy's dad. Daddy's dad. I asked him, and he's like, no. Like, Random as fuck. I'm only gonna block him. I said, why would my dad? How would my yeah. dad hate that argument? Yeah, I was thinking like. But the thing is, you've heard the pod. My dad said, um, he heard he goes, was that by him? I told him about he goes, was that by next? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I heard loads of commotion. Was it that? He said it Friday, like, oh, come on, should we say afternoon as you finished work early or something? So, commotion? Yeah, I can't remember what time it was, but yeah. Yeah, someone wailing. Yeah, I saw a load of tears flying in the air. That's class. I'm going to keep that in case that fucking knobhead ever turns up again. I'll show him that one, not my real one. Oh, fucking hell. Well, that's it, yeah? That was a good Another year. 
Another year. Another year. Our third Christmas as a trio, boys. Yeah, they always used to be just me and Pete, didn't they? Yeah, for years. Now and again. <laughs> 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 We've done three Christmases together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You One as a producer and two as a host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You got me my blue Pete. <coughs> yeah, where's that? Yeah. Where's your squat happening, top Pete? Not a clue. With that one, is it? No, yeah. Not a clue. With I'll that, have you know, I wear your tummy ache survivor <laughs> top to bed. That was funny. <laughs> I do love a t-shirt not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> you've got me <laughs> gotta take your steez <laughs> have you done a picture with the glasses as well no I didn't get one with the glasses I, I, I think it's just ragging a bit I genuinely feel amazing Uh well look <laughs> high as fuck how do I look high as fuck I do look high as fuck I look fucking fly as fuck I think you do thank you very much for my presence um, if the good lord's willing and the creeks don't rise we'll see you for episode 200 shaggers 200 200 200 200 200 200 200 you have to pod with that yeah, I'm fucking happy with that yeah. jokes on them we'll never do it and you have to be that toppy <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in it's time to say ta we've bossed it hope you've had a belter by far if you giggled or learned a thing or two don't forget to subscribe because that's what the dead sound people do. Keep on laughing, keep on learning, spreading good vibe. We'll catch you next time. Have a boss year, stay slack. Sh- Shankin. Sri Lankan. Sri Lankan. Yeah. Not a clue. <laughs> it's a country? Yeah. Yeah, not, not. <laughs> never heard anyone speak in Sri Lankan. You have. Who? Go ahead then. Tony. 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 <laughs> Tony the Sri Lankan? Yeah. The white man. With spinal problems. <laughs> wow. People with spinal problems can't be from Sri Lanka. <laughs> I'm PTO. Why yeah, why when you <laughs> Why when you used were doing this your week did you just kept saying my name? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's that in the end. You kept saying, I'm here in your house. <laughs> I'm here at your house. <laughs> yeah, and you, you go nona, and then he go nona. Copy <laughs> <laughs> everything you said in the exact same way. I'm more aggressive. <laughs> well, I'm your host with a grin cheekier than a cat. Stay tuned for more fun until we meet again, mate. You have been listening to the Wafflers podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to follow us. Only kidding, Vogue. This is your turf. I know when to back off. You have been listening to the Wafflers Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Wafflers Cast or Twitter at the Wafflers DW. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. Bye bye. Mama lovers, mama lovers, mama hit us and mama sit us. Good hello, no good goodbye. And uh, thank you for listening to the buffalo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
ओके okay.